Welcome to episode 42 and the first of 2024 of Lost in Immersion, your weekly 45-minute stream about innovation. As VR and AR veterans, we will discuss the latest news of the immersive industry. So, hello guys. Uh, welcome to 2024. I hope uh, you had uh, a very nice holiday time and that you are bringing us a lot of news uh, for this uh, beginning of the year. So, Fabian, if you want to start. Yeah, thanks. Happy New Year. Um, so today, what I want to, um, to have a look uh, with you guys is uh, a post, a LinkedIn post from um, uh, the director of product uh, at Niantic. So Niantic is the editor of Pokemon Go, and they are also like F-Wall, which is a web AR SDK. And uh, Tom Emrich is the very active uh, on uh, active voice on AR. So he, he did uh, 24 predictions for the year. And uh, what I like to do is to select a few of them and we can discuss uh, these together. Um, let's start with the first one. He says um, that spatial computing, like the, the term spatial computing will uh, knock off uh, generative AI uh, as the peak of uh, expectations. There is a Gartner peak of technology expectations and he, he says like um, special, special computing will lead in uh, 2024. My guess is that he thinks that the release of the Apple Vision Pro next month will is, is going to like uh, create that hype bubble um so i'm curious to know what you what you think if you think it's a it's a correct expectation um can I start with you said sure it's definitely a trend um <clears throat> i'm sure yeah it's, it's gonna move forward with the launch of the apple vision pro which is scheduled uh, in early february in the us so yeah, I'm sure it's going to be a hype uh, at, at launch. Uh, we will see a lot of uh, communication around it and experience being developed with it. So uh, yeah, I agree with him that it's going to be a trend this year with this new device that is uh, supposed to be a very high quality um, and mainstream compared to the Vario, uh, which is only used in, in business use case. So here, uh, I'm, I'm sure there will be more influencers and, and people uh, talking about it uh, uh, on mainstream. What about you, Guillaume? Yeah, um, I, I don't know about the, the technology itself, uh, but the term spatial computing is already trending like crazy right now. Uh, you, you can. I, I know. I think this is said that we'll be speaking about a new headset, and they are simply using the spatial computing term. So, uh, uh, I guess we don't have to wait for the Apple Vision Pro to be released to to see that uh, effect. Uh, yeah, it, it's just like the metaverse back in the days. <laughs> uh, it's it's a it's a buzzword that is uh, simply uh, completely replacing augmented reality, maybe even virtuality and on the side metaverse as well. So um, 
not uh, i guess the prediction is easy to make <laughs> because it's already the case uh, the, the the biggest question is that uh, is the apple vision pro and other because we know that uh, samsung also is uh, is preparing something and meta as well so maybe more for the end of 2024 but we'll see if the um, uh, the video and the release uh, strategy of the Apple Vision Pro will work once uh, all the users, I guess it will be mainly developers at this point and professional, uh, will see what uh, they are doing and if their um, strategy also for the Apple developer, because we know that if you are a certified Apple developer, you can have access to the Apple Vision Pro already for about uh, four four months four months I guess and you can uh, go to uh, to um, to California to test your your app so we'll see if this strategy works uh, and if there are a lot of application available and if uh, people are happy with it uh, because we all know that the headset is one thing but the application are uh, applications are another one and it's a main uh, piece of the, the the puzzle for for it to work. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, uh, as you were saying, like the the buzz world and the reality are really two different things. And um, I mean, he he is doing the comparison between um, uh, so generative AI as a buzz and spatial computing as a buzz. So you know. It, we just need GPT-5 to make uh, a buzz and uh, that prediction will uh, fail. But the reality of the technology is maybe uh, quite uh, quite different. OK, um, next. Uh, prediction number 16, reliving memories become a killer app for mixed reality as it allows consumers to be present in their past. So again, uh, I think this is really uh, pushed by the um, uh, special videos of the Apple Vision Pro. Um, and maybe also um, thanks to all the innovations that were made last week, last year, sorry, with uh, Nerf and uh, Gaussian splatting and such. So, um, yeah, what do you think, Seb? Well, I think we are talking about it since the beginning of the podcast, uh, almost the beginning of the podcast. So that that's definitely something coming, and we are saying that uh, all the virtual environment means uh, 3D creation tool is this 3D creation tool, and that's definitely coming with the new tools to generate uh, accurate 3D model of uh, real object. So, yeah, that's. That's also something uh, I think will uh, be trendy this year. Um, and every month you can see a huge uh, improvement in, in this technology, in the speed that you can generate them or the speed you can, the the, the, the frame rate you can get uh, by uh, looking at them afterwards. Um, so yeah, uh, it's moving quickly we were on it uh, since a long time and uh, we can see that it's moving forward fast faster and faster so that's definitely something i feel will uh, be also trendy this year mm. 
Yeah, um, we we already talked about this. Uh, I guess the, the the memory thing is way uh, wider than we think, uh, because we we talked about the fact that we can now duplicate uh, barely, but you know, surely uh, uh, the complete identity of someone. We saw that some company are trying to do some clones for people that passed away so that you can still interact with them in virtual world. Uh, we know that there are some, uh, there is a, a large uh, part of the population that are uh, willing to, to use this. And uh, if we think about what you said, Seb, uh, about the possibility for us to generate 3D very easily and combined with gen AI that can be uh, uh, impersonating uh, someone based on a few photos or a few uh, memories and create a new digital of a persona of uh, of someone. Uh, we are bringing up to the table all the you know the the digital twin of person or people, and uh, we know that uh, some tech companies are waiting for this to to be uh, to be a reality. So. Of course, it would become something, and I think it's way bigger than we are when we, we are imagining uh, right now. Okay, yeah, and uh, it's actually linked to another prediction that he makes about, uh, as you both said, hyper-realistic avatars. Yeah. Um, okay, next. Uh, mixed reality energized the fitness industry as a new opportunity to get people moving at home and the gym. Um, I'm on my side a bit curious about this one because uh, everyone who has tested uh, uh, headsets knows that doing fitness like uh, high intensity fitness uh, is maybe a bit um, difficult. Uh, of course, movements, simple movements like uh, you can do on Beat Saber or the boxing apps are pretty, pretty cool. So um, yeah, maybe he's betting on um, people actually using that uh, for a short period of time um, for, for doing fitness. Um, so yeah, uh, what do you think, Seb? Well, um, <clears throat> with the amount of headset that we has been sold now, uh, we can see that there is more and more people uh, having this kind of headset and using it for box or yeah or, uh, training. Uh, it's become, I think, uh, a good opportunity for the the the. Um, reseller of uh, bike, uh, you know, bike that you train or bike that you install uh, in your place, uh, in your home. Um, it starts to be really interesting to not only see a screen in front of you with a, with a video that, that's what was uh, uh, done a couple of years ago now, and it's, uh, it's become easy to install a tablet in front of your home trainer and, and then a bike and feel that you are uh, biking in, in the street. Um, with the headset now, you can be more immersed. So I think this kind of uh, experience can be 
quite awesome. Um, and maybe also it can allow to do a ride in a virtual environment that is nicer than uh, going outside uh, around your place. So that's interesting now. If it's going to be trendy this year, I'm, I'm not sure. It's really a matter of having hardware and stuff connected to the, the headset to really do a physical uh, training that is uh, meaningful. Um, uh, for, for me, that's what is missing right now is the interesting uh, stuff to do uh, on your own trainer uh, wearing the headset. Um, that's what can simulate a real experience. So that that's really uh, uh, what will make me wear an headset to do a physical training. Yes, um, uh, uh, I guess uh, about the virtual reality survey we analyzed a few weeks back, I guess uh, training and, uh, uh, and not healthcare, but yeah, you know, about all, all, all the coaching and uh, sports at home uh, application that the third uh, application in VR right now. So it's already something that is uh, noticeable. Um, uh, I guess once again, maybe Niantic, Niantic as they have, uh, more information than we have, uh, because we know that there was a rumor about Apple making the whole health and sports, uh, something big for their Apple vision pro. We didn't see that much during their, uh, presentation. But I guess they are working hard to, to make something with this. And uh, obviously, if the Apple Vision Pro and Apple is doing something that is successful uh, on the sports side, I guess it would be a success, of course, because we know that Apple is not into games. Uh, they are probably not that much in the VR um, application as well uh, they are not pushing it so much and they are um, trying to work with the other studio to to make so so these so uh, the only way for Apple to make a killer app would be uh, through the coaching and sports uh, application so I think uh, they maybe is is giving us a hint here and or is confirming that Apple is going uh, that way in um, in the upcoming uh, months. Yeah. Um, okay, so um, <clears throat> thanks. There are many more, so 24 in total predictions. Um, so <clears throat> we put the link uh, in the show notes uh, so you can have a look. But um, yeah, that was uh, a, fun, a fun one. All right. On my side, I wanted to talk about the the first announcement that has been made for at CES uh, about mixed reality headset. Um, the first thing that was announced is the new chipset from Qualcomm, the XR2 Plus Gen 2, which allow to have more cameras uh, to track the, the eyes of the user and the face of the user, mainly. Uh, that's the improvement and also increase the, the quality and the amount of pixels you can display uh, at the time. 
And the first announcement was from Sony. Um, it's the, uh, I don't know if they released a name for their headset, uh, but uh, they're, calling, they're talking about special content creation uh, around the headset. And the way they design it, it's quite interesting in terms of uh, how they design the controllers. Because uh, the controllers, when you are wearing it, you have like a, like this uh, point. I don't know if we saw my mouse uh, on the screen, but uh, this part of the controller is like an index that you can point and have a precise uh, things happens at the end point of the of the controller. And uh, like here, we can see how the, the user is handling the, the controller. So it's really different from what exists uh, out there right now. And uh, they are focusing only on uh, business uh, use case for this this headset. Um, so quite interesting to see Sony uh, moving forward in, in this market uh, and maybe um, improving a lot what they did with the VR2, um, their, their headset for the for the PS5, uh, which is not selling that much uh, apparently. So yeah, it's interesting to see that they are going in another direction, like all the other players, uh, going back to business uh, use case uh, with an headset that is uh, more expensive than uh, the PSVR2. Uh, and yeah, it's interesting to see that they are going in another direction, although the way the headset is done is really uh, uh, as the other headset uh, done the same way. Uh, but the camera seems to be um, in front of the eyes, so maybe less distortion on, on screen. So that was the first one. There is also the uh, Xreal Air 2 Ultra, uh, which is a new glasses from Xreal. Uh, they did not announce which uh, uh, processor they are using in this one, but it's supposed to be at seven hundred dollars. So, and they are talking about a competitor to the Vision Pro, which seems weird for me because it seems like it's really a, a small uh, glasses. So I don't know how they can fit uh, the amount of uh, hardware that is uh, inside the inside the Vision Pro. Um, we'll see. Uh, I guess we'll have some feedback on, on use case uh, and, and usage uh, at CS. Uh, and the last one is from Phantom Technology, uh, which uh, the headset is called Kasi. And uh, they are talking about the headset only for AI, mostly special AI assistant. Uh, to help you, uh, I guess, with business use case too, uh, on detecting object and guiding you on what to do uh, wearing the glasses. So yeah, a lot of uh, new sets are being announced there at CS, and mostly right now they are talking about. Uh, Really, in this case.
So here we can see the user asking to know where he left left his, his button, and I guess um, uh, you're not sharing the ah, you're not sorry. sharing the right window. Yeah. <laughs> right. Sorry. So yeah, I was saying here we see a, a user wearing the headset and asking for the where he left his button in the room, <clears throat> and so the headset is guiding the user to where he last saw the button. So it's kind of a set understanding what you do at any time, any point of, uh, uh, and, and guiding you and you can ask a question directly to the AI so it can reply to you and you can be guided in doing some yeah, interaction with the real world. So we talked already about, about adding AI to the mixed reality experiences and now yeah, it's, it's coming so yeah, I guess uh, it would be really interesting in, in seeing uh, how it looks inside the headset, what is your field of view, and how fast the AI reply to your question. So yeah, um, Fabian, I don't know what you think about the headset. Uh, yeah, there are many very interesting things. Uh, first is if we look at the big tech players, I think they now all have either released headset or announced headset, uh, Google and Samsung, Apple, Meta, uh, Sony, like um, uh, it's, uh, it's definitely something that is on their mind of all the big uh, tech uh, players. What is interesting uh, also on the Sony one is they they seem to have I don't know Sabi for more details about that they seem to have a ring uh, that you wear so it's it's really interesting to see the uh, I don't want to use say innovation but yeah let's say the innovation that they provide on the controller part and uh, how how they will uh, use uh, how how this will be used um, so uh, yeah. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, uh, just uh, for for just to know, don't you think that the Sony headset is like a, a clone of the Lynx uh, headset? They are very look like uh, the about the design and the fact that the the, the screen can can go up. Uh, I really like that feature as a developer for for us to keep the headset on and just have to flip the, the screen. It's very convenient. Uh, but yeah, uh, it really looks like a, a Lynx knockoff. So very interesting to see that uh, their design is uh, is used. But uh, I'm very curious to see the XR capability of this headset and about the lenses they are using. So we will uh, we'll see that. Uh, very interesting also to see that Sony is finally coming um, to the professional side. Uh, I think this is a first for the VR, AR, and uh, mixed reality side. So um, maybe something as well um, <laughs> as previously. Maybe they are they have more hints about the market and what it's going on, or maybe they they will push this uh, spatial computing because this is how they are presenting it. So maybe they are feeling that Apple is leading the way very 
uh, obviously uh, um, towards the spatial computing side and maybe we are simply uh, relieving the 2015-2016 era where all the manufacturers are doing VR headset because it's a trend and they are not uh, doing much about the applications. So we'll see if uh, uh, this time is a, a good one. <laughs> uh, and uh, very interesting to see that uh, everyone is, uh, is working this way. And uh, finally, about the AI glasses, uh, of course, it's great, but once again about privacy and what it's analyzed, uh, they are just scanning your whole environment um, in real time and uh, I guess gathering data as well. So uh, it's very interesting to see the use case uh, of this device. Uh, not sure that the hardware part will be the final form of it, but uh, the software one is uh, quite interesting. And we know that uh, companies that are doing both software and hardware usually are not making it that far and just uh, uh, yeah, losing one side at some point. Uh, they, they have to make a choice because it's too too hard to make the, the both at the make hardware and software at the same time. So we'll see which which side they, they'll be choosing. Because regarding all the competitors. Uh, on the smart glasses or AR glasses, I guess they would be doing the the software one. So we'll see. Yeah, <clears throat> for me, I wanted also to mention that it's interesting to see that there are really two direction. Uh, we were thinking that everyone will go to pass through technology using cameras to redisplay that inside the screen or inside the headset. But actually, see through is still uh, something coming. Um, so that's interesting that it, to see that it's not uh, uh, put a, uh, it, it's not out of uh, of the of the way because uh, I, I still think that uh, right now the, the cameras are not uh, providing a really really good in um, video quality inside the inside the headset, uh, specifically in uh, in dark environment where uh, glasses with a see-through, uh, yeah, it, it's working perfectly. So uh, that's one point. Uh, the other thing you were mentioning that the design is the same as the links. I don't think they're using the same uh, kind of optic uh, and lens. Because um, the the one using links has been bought by Apple. Hmm. So now they are owning the, the technology. Links can still use yeah. it, but yeah, but uh, Sony is owning owning the screens for the Apple Vision Pro, so uh, there could be uh, some arrangement here. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But yeah, I wanted to mention again the, the fact that Sony is going in another direction with the controller, so I, I think that's an interesting uh, direction. Um, needs to be tested, of course, but the fact that you have one controller with a like a finger, a precise location at the end of the at the fingertip of the controller, and a ring on the other side. You can maybe have some interesting interaction there. Uh, if also you have the end tracking, uh, yeah, that that really can be uh, interesting to see other usage. And now it will make the development uh, trickier because, of course, uh, the development will need to be specific for this one. So. We'll see how it goes and 
how useful it is to have this kind of controllers instead of the standard one. Uh, one one word about um, what was uh, what, what we saw on the, the about the actual glasses the, compared to uh, the Apple Vision Pro. I think uh, we we are already seeing a similar trend as the generative AI. Like uh, people who are not experts in the field uh, try to jump on the trend and write articles or posts about it and confuse things like uh, so my bet for 2024 is that we will see a lot of, <laughs> of confusions between uh, terms and uh, comparison between devices that are as you were saying said like totally different um, so yeah you, you can uh, uh, get back to me on that in a at the end of the year, but uh, here is my bet is done. <laughs> Thanks. And I think that's it on that subject. If you want to move forward again. Yeah, just to add the, you, did you see that the Apple Vision Pro will be uh, delivered with a special head strap that is going on the top of your head? head? So uh, the first thing is that it is offered which is very rare for Apple to include something. So if they are including it, it should be necessary for the headsets, I guess. So uh, it confirms that the weight or the weight distribution of the headset is not that good. So they had to, to add this head strap for, for people to be using the headset. So uh, very interesting to see that. So about my topic, uh, I just want to speak once again about Gaussian splitting and what is going on in this whole field because now I guess we can talk about the Gaussian splitting field. It's just not one algorithm. It's a whole uh, ecosystem of uh, research. So the latest uh, project is Langsplat. And uh, the idea here is to be able to uh, create a segmentation of the uh, Gaussian splitting uh, cloud uh, and make it very, very accurate uh, compared to the late, the, the, the ancient uh, methods. So uh, it's very interesting to see that uh, even if um, a point cloud like that is the Gaussian splitting, uh, you can act like it is a real mesh and uh, generate this kind of uh, 3D segmentation. So I guess the next step here is to add some uh, in artificial intelligence to uh, to make the, the AI recognize what kind of uh, 3D object you are you're working with. So uh, the, the whole project is available right now uh, on GitHub. So I didn't try it because it's, uh, it uh, it was published like a few days ago. Uh, I didn't have the, the chance to, to try that, but uh, it sounds very interesting. Uh, but it's once again, it's a first step towards uh, what we talked uh, earlier of the, the global generation, generalization of the 3D scan and 3D generation. 
help with uh, AI and uh, this kind of segmentation. We know that, um, I guess this is a Luma AI. Uh, they are very strong on the Gaussian splatting part as well. And they are already um, proposing uh, 3D segmentation of Gaussian splatting. So I don't know if they are using something like this or if there will be a grading uh, to this technology. But uh, once you are, you've, you've scanned um, some object with Gaussian splatting, they are able to uh, to do the segmentation, uh, extract only the object. So uh, very interesting to see that company, not also researchers, company are uh, are using those technology to to provide new ways of uh, 3D scan and uh, generate 3D content very very fast and very efficiently. Oh, Fabien. Fabien, what do you think? Uh, on my side, I, I wonder what would be the, the use case because uh, um, if it's done afterwards, because Gaussian splatting is not in real time, uh, what would be the idea? Is it to have occlusion behind object and display a 3D object inside a, a 3D scene uh, and be able to have uh, yeah, an occlusion behind object and see an object, uh, a 3D virtual object going behind uh, or uh, have an interaction with uh, some part of the of the of the 3D. I, I don't know what 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 could be the. I don't know if you have any idea on that on, on what could be the use case for for the this segmentation. Well, the first one would be uh, to uh, do the contour of your 3D object uh, instead of use, uh, doing it uh, by hand right now, the Gaussian splatting and uh, filtering which uh, blobs are integrated or not in your 3D object. So basically to extract um, uh, 3D assets and uh, bring them to another place because we know that you can merge different Gaussian splatting uh, cloud and uh, and make a whole scene about with this, and the second use case I'm seeing is about a 3D object recognition. So uh, just like uh, the AI glasses did, uh, where can you show me? Uh, I don't know uh, 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 Xbox controller in your scene, and uh, you can extract it automatically or point it in the Gaussian splatting. So. Uh, if we think a bit for, forward about those technology, we know that you can basically now generate 3D splatting in real time-ish, but I guess it would be uh, in the upcoming months. So you can add this on top of the, of the 3D Gaussian splatting generation and add all this uh, 3D knowledge well, or analysis of your environment, so uh, would be very interesting. But yeah, we are far away from this perfect solution because it's still very demanding in uh, GPU GPU uh, power. So it's uh, it's a futuristic <laughs> view, but uh, yeah, we we can see what the, the this is basically what we we are doing right now with two D segmentation that can be applied now to three D in an uh, in an uh, efficient way. Yeah, yeah, I can see, like, for example, I don't know, uh, um, 
for a building uh, inspection or, or for uh, industrial usage, like having a drone going uh, very quickly into a zone and then from the Gaussian splitting, uh, being able to query things where are this, is this at the correct place, this kind of uh, uh, queries that might be more efficient in a 3D world than in a 2D world. Um, it's uh, it's very interesting to see how fast, uh, as you are saying, uh, fast these technologies are progressing, and how accurate they seems to be. Like if, you, if we look at the screen that you are currently sharing, it's uh, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, it's uh, it's a huge use of all the algorithm in two D segmentation that have been used for for years now and they are all putting those together applied to 3d so very very interesting to see the the, the reuse or the use of uh old older algorithm and put them with the new technologies and see what they can do with the 3d uh 3d scan and 3d generation okay if it can simplify the the uh, the the way to have only one product and extract that from the point cloud instead of having the table and the wall uh, point cloud around it being uh, displayed and you need to do manually uh, uh, an eraser to remove the point you don't want is that automatic yeah, that can that can start to make uh, do, do the way of making a, a real product in, in 3d uh, faster definitely Okay, so do you have anything more to add for this two-day episode? So I guess the CES is uh, going on, so we we'll, should probably have more news next week. Um, so keep you posted. And uh, so this is a wrap-up for today. I thank you guys for this first episode of 2024. And uh, see you guys next week for the next one. Thank you guys. Thank you. Bye. See you.